young man. Who are you? What's your name? We got no records of you. How'd you get inside this prison? Who put you down that hole? What brings you home? I got a call from Shawshank. I found a kid in a cage. A call from who? Don't know yet. Has it begun? There's a place where lovers go to cry their troubles away. And they call it people say lonesome town. Every inch of this town where the broken heart stays is stained with someone's sin. And the only price you pay. I always thought the devil was just a metaphor. Hey guys, <clears throat> Cass here. Sorry, with a total frog in my throat. Um, but uh, that's right. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tackle this insane TV series, Castle Rock. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys, I'm fucking terrified. I really am. Because, I mean, this show is... It's so in-depth and just insanely good and I just I honestly don't know if I can do it the justice that it deserves but I will summarize some of the cool facts that I found out and just everything as best I can um first of all you know let's just celebrate in the fact what a fucking awesome Stephen King um combination anthology mystery supernatural thriller it was just fucking incredible I, I personally loved it um but still left with a lot of questions and there is so many theories floating around right now um ideas concepts it it's truly memorizing and and really really interesting um, so, um, basically, hopefully we can try to unravel us together. I mean, this is one complex web of, uh, I mean, this is right up there with me trying to break down Game of Thrones. It's just next to near impossible without, like, a board and, you know, pictures and lots of, like, pointing. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's... It, the good news is I, I hopefully can summarize it fairly well. But anyways, let's let's move on. So um, Castle Rock is an American psychological horror anthology web television series based on characters and settings of uh, the stories of Stephen King, which premiered 
this past July 25th. Um, and the series is created by Sam Shaw and Dustin uh, Thomason, uh, starring Andre Holland, Melanie Linsky, Bill Skarsgård, Jane Levy, and Sissy Spacek. Um, and it interrides characters and themes from the fictional town of Castle Rock, Maine. And um, good news, folks. August 14th, it was announced that the series has been renewed for a second season. <clears throat> so, um the premise of this, how do you describe it? I mean, for the majority of the season, you don't even know what Bill Skarsgård's name is. I mean, I was talking to friends and you're like, um, Bill, the kid, just all the weird names. But anyways, um, I mean, the best I could kind of see was a mythological scale and intimate character storytelling of King's best loved works, weaving an epic saga of darkness and light played out on few square miles of Maine's woodlands. Um, which, yeah, summarizes it fairly well. So, I mean, with Henry, I'm going to summarize this, you know, warning. There is spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, why are you listening to this show? Because that just doesn't make no sense. Um, you know, especially because I'm going to blow through some of the details here quickly. Try to make this a nice, easy, quick summary. <clears throat> So I'm going to assume all of you who are listening have watched it. Um, so if you haven't, I'm sorry. Go watch it now. Stop listening and come back and listen once you're finished. So, um, okay, so we've got Andre or Andre Holland as Henry Matthew Deaver. Sorry, there's a French in me coming out. Um, and he's our criminal law attorney from Texas, from Castle Rock originally. And there is a whole in-depth story of his father's death, death uh, in, involved well, involving his adoptive father's death um, and his um, going missing for 11 days as a child. We have Melanie uh, Linsky as Molly Strand, personally one of my favorites. Um, a lot of Dead Zone vibes there. But she um, possesses the ability to read minds and feels the same emotions as others. It's a really unique uh, ability. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. And, um, of course, we have Bill Skarsgård, the kid, a.k.a. Henry Matthew another Henry Matthew Deaver. Um, and basically this very, you know, he's just basically this enigma inmate of Shawshank uh, Penitentiary and being held there as a prisoner by Warden Dale Lacey of 27 years. Um, and that's basically where this whole mystery begins is with him. And um, it's uh, truly fascinating. And I mean, still so many questions. Um, Jane Levy, uh, that's Jackie Torrance. She's our aspiring um, writer. She's an employee with of uh, Molly Strand. Really unique um, character all, all around. And I really can't wait to see how they kind of unravel her in season two. And uh, a little bit macabre. She's, uh, I mean, honestly reminds me of myself in many ways. Um, and, uh, of course, Sissy Spacek, one of my favorites as, uh, Ruth Deaver, you know, Henry's estranged, uh, adoptive mother and, um, currently struggling with, um, dementia, Alzheimer's, you know, and, um, she basically, she is kind of our se secret key to holding a lot of the past of Castle Rock. <clears throat> And then we have a lot of reoccurring guests. I mean, we have Alan Pangborn. Um, we've got uh, the prison guard, Dennis um, Zelinsky. Um, and these are Scott Glenn and Noel Fisher. We've got uh, Reverend Matthew Deaver. I mean, this is Henry's late adoptive father. Chris Cole is Boyd, the prison guard. Um, 
and the list goes on and on and on. And so I'm just basically summarizing the top few, but looking here at the episodes, we'll kind of blast through some names. So, um, hopefully you'll hear some of your favorites if you, if I miss some of your reoccurring favorites. Personally though, I was, uh, those were, were mine. So starting with, um, you know, episode one, I mean, we're right smack dab in the middle of Castle Rock and we see a young Sheriff Alan Pangborn. It's 1991. And he basically finds Henry Deaver standing in the middle of this town's frozen lake. And then we kind of flash forward to 2018. Uh, we're going to basically be introduced to Shawshank Penitentiary and uh, Dale Lacey's suicide. And um, his successor, Teresa Porter, plans to reopen this long abandoned cell block that she hears of and wonders why Dale would keep it closed. It could hold so many inmates and so on and so forth. Um, well, uh, she sends Dennis basically down to investigate and he finds the kid in a locked underground cage. The kid, upon being released, whispers Henry's name. Essentially, they keep asking who he is and that's the name he gives. But they're like, no, you're not. They know who Henry Matthew Deaver is. But, um, realistically saying that name, they know he's a lawyer. So Dennis kind of makes note of that. But, uh, we come back from, uh, Shawshank to basically be, uh, introduced to, um, Pangborn in 2018 alongside, uh, this woman who's suffering from dementia, Ruth. And essentially Henry, um, he comes, uh, back um learning of he's called Willie down in Texas and told by Dennis about the kid and um essentially he comes back trying to discover more <clears throat> and uh, essentially attempting to learn more he's only sno- stonewalled uh, by Porter the uh, the new uh, warden and uh Zelinsky meanwhile of course discovers that the kid has escaped and sadly has slaughtered several guards um but uh, in a flashback it's revealed that Henry's father went missing around the same time and uh oh, sorry guys my notes for these are so bad um uh, but uh, essentially um Henry attempts to learn more about the kid only for Porter to stonewall him. Zelensky, meanwhile, discovers that the kid has escaped and slaughtered several guards. And in a flashback, it's revealed that Henry's father went missing around the same time uh, he did and was found dead. And then in the second flashback, Lacey tells the kid to ask for Henry when the time comes. So we're given a lot of information there, um, kind of some quick, you know, flashes. Um, but uh, essentially... It's, um, we're basically given at this point, with left with a notion of, well, who and what is this kid? Um, so then of course, Henry tries to learn more about the events at Shawshank from Lacey's widow, only to be kicked out when she accuses him of killing his father. Uh, Zaliski uh, discovers that the mass slaughter was all in his head when he confronts the kid and um, Pangborn meets with Porter, telling him he found a letter written by Lacey. Uh, in the letter, he states that his belief from the devil has taken on a form of the boy and that he locked him away because God told him to. Porter immediately places the kid in a new cell only for his cellmate to die of cancer. <clears throat> So on to episode three. So the episode opens with a young Molly sneaking into the Deaver house with Henry when Henry's missing and his father's on life support. She pulls the ventilator out of the pastor's collar and watches as he dies. Adult Molly has a dream of the pastor and wakes 
up shaken. Uh, Henry goes to see Molly, who struggles to keep the conversation with Henry due to her empathetic powers. She's always very awkward on Henry. She kind of feels like this love tension. Um, but Henry asks her to help him uh, at his mother's house on um, put the house on the market. She declines and leaves. Um, and in a flashback, Henry Basically, Henry's burning a VCR tape and is cursing his dad when Molly catches him. Uh, Molly tells him she's sure Lisey was involved or ugh, when she when she catches him. And uh, basically, she they kind of introduce each other and she as kids. And then they basically she tells him that she can hear what he's thinking and feeling. So Zaliski flash forward. Zaliski meets with Henry and tells him that he surely he was involved with a kid. And Henry asks Zaliski to befriend him. Um, Molly comes to f- home to find a ransacked house and a flashback to the night Henry disappeared. It seems Henry in the woods with his father, who asks, "Do you hear it?" Before Henry runs away, Molly's dealer's out, so she goes to a house looking for Derek to find all these kind of disturbed kids having um, a hearing describing brutal deaths. She's forced to sit uh, with them until all the kids basically start turning on her screaming guilty when Derek pulls her to the death house and she's um, left negotiating a price when the cops show up. So um, Henry bails her out and um, she tells him she was, you know, basically thrown off balance um, and that she had this big meeting on TV and basically all this contract and so on and so forth. So Henry kind of rushes her over for this meeting on TV where on live television, she basically announces the kid. So whoops, bit of a fuck around there, but um, pretty awesome for, in, for Henry's sake. Um, and um, basically Molly re- returns home to a ransacked house again, where she finds a man with a gauze covered head resembling Pastor Deaver uh, from her nightmare and she struggles to hide and he vanishes. Um, so on to episode four, uh, Henry, uh, is, uh, experiences flashbacks from when he went missing and goes to a home of a suspect in the case. He finds that the suspect who gives him the police file associated with the disappearance. This guy is so creepy too. Um, and meanwhile, Henry's father's casket arrives at the church. Um, that's right. So basically he, uh, had a, went when he arrived, he found out his dad had been moved. So he asked to have his dad moved back and, um, um, Henry decides to take the prison offer for the kid claiming he wants to go back to his family. And Zaliski has an encounter with the kid where he tells him that he will, uh, take the settlement. And this episode is when my heart breaks. And I have to admit, um, it truly did when Zaliski pulls that gun and shoots as many guards and officers within that prison before being gun- gunned down himself, all to the tune of Roy Orbison's crying. I mean, just fucking beautiful um and at the same time so so sad so on to episode five henry's casket or henry's father's casket arrives at the church um before we move to the new plot where they describes something odd is happening the casket's dripping which essentially is henry's father's body being cooked um in some rare cases the casket will serve as an oven but it shouldn't be happening because the father died a long time ago so kind of weird. Uh, and there's these ra- wildfires raging near Castle Rocks. It's kind of suspicious. But anyways, and, and I'm sure there's some great hidden meaning uh, towards all of that. So if you guys 
No, any definitely reach out. Let me know. So Shawshank releases the kid, um, and Henry sets him up in a room above Molly's office. Sadly, the kid wanders into a family's birthday party, um, which seemingly causes a violent end. Just his presence alone seems to have this family blow up. Um, and Jackie finds the kid, and basically she just kind of chills with him for a little bit. And uh, Alan, of course, is honored at this bridge naming ceremony during which Ruth is spooked by a dog and jumps off the bridge. And again, really unique scene. I'm I'm sure there's some really interesting hidden meaning there, um, which we'll, we'll kind of get into in a bit. So Alan and Henry speak with her at the hospital and Alan discovers that the kid, um, discovers the kid in the forest and basically, you know, you have an age since 91 and the kid then offers to help Ruth. Uh, the episode opens with the second funeral and the burial of Matthew Devers, Henry's adopted father. And um, basically, this is when Henry begins to hear the ringing in his ears that he experiences as a child. Uh, the kid tells Alan to find Ward and Lacey's old car in order to save Ruth, Ruth's memory. Um, Henry brings the kid to Juniper Hill Psychiatric Hospital. Um, and uh, Henry's son, Wendell, comes for a visit. Now, this is when all shit hits the fucking fan. So, um... Essentially, we learn about Molly and her chess pieces, um, and uh, essentially the kid blows up the insane asylum um, and comes back and essentially um, tricks um, Ruth into thinking she is hearing uh, her ex, well, her old husband, uh, Matthew Deaver, and in reality she's not, it's just the kid. But in my mind, this whole, which leads into episode seven, which was an unbelievably shot episode. I just thought it was so neat how they show us, um, you know, essentially what it's like being Ruth, what it's like having dementia, what it's like living that life. And just the little tricks that she had to get around it. It was just truly fascinating and, uh, and really unique. But uh, sadly, to end that episode, I mean, we end with the death of Alan Pangborn. She, you know, is convinced that this is Matthew Deaver. And I think basically because the kid causes chaos being present, that essentially his presence in a, I don't want to use corrupted mind, but a broken mind, such as Ruth's, would essentially, you know, give her that weird, memory you know the worst memory of her life Matthew Deaver and that's essentially what he brought back and sadly it ended in Alan's death although an accident so um we move on to episode nine where we are basically it's revealed that there are alternative universes intersecting in the town of Castle Rock more specifically in the woods a half a mile east of the of the lake um Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I missed one of the episodes there where we have a lovely couple that buy that house and just totally go bananas and kill each other. Uh, but kind of neat, kind of crazy at the same time. Um, so, oh, and not to mention um, Odin uh, and basically uh, these two campers and essentially Odin, the death man, and Willie and how they kind of trap poor... Um, poor Henry at that time before he's able to come home and help his mother Ruth. Um, now in episode nine, we're essentially revealed that the kid is Henry Matthew Deaver or Henry Deaver. If Ruth had a biological son, 
And um, this Ruth did not follow through on leaving her troubled husband in 1991. Or she did follow through on leaving her troubled husband, taking her husband and fleeing to Boston. After they left, the pastor was not murdered um, by 12-year-old Molly, but finds 12-year-old adopted Black Henry, who went missing in 91, um, in this other reality. And basically, he keeps him captive for so many years. And it's basically in the story in reverse. Um, But essentially, you know, we're kind of left with the whole plan and this, you know, the kids, Henry Deaver saying, you know, do you trust me? Do you believe this story to Molly? And, you know, it kind of ends with her, you know, going like, I want to, but you know, she's not quite sure. So moving on to episode 10, where it's essentially brought into, you know, do you believe Bill Skarsgård's character or not? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty fascinating. And essentially, you know, as we wrap up with some of the characters and personally, I don't think we wrapped up very well with like, let's say Molly, for instance, in this, um, universe that we've been following, not the alternative universe, because sadly she's dead. Um, but, uh, you know, we just kind of leave with her grandmother, you know, it doesn't really quite say anything there. Um, Henry's son, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, it's truly, it didn't, to me, it didn't quite wrap up the way I wanted it to. Um, but, uh, essentially everything, I mean, it did wrap up the way I wanted it to, but it didn't quite do that until about, well, I shouldn't say that it, it didn't, you know, wrap up. It, it it did, but essentially in the last 10 to 15 minutes, I felt that that was truly looking at some of the answers I wanted. Um, now there's a lot of theories floating around there. And personally, I, I reading some of King's work, I think he's like a Randall flag, a man in black. I truly think he is the devil. And I mean, the devil takes on many forms in King's novels and is truly evil, um, in different ways. And it's, it to me, it, it would make sense. Um, but he wouldn't, but at the same time, King is notorious for showing us alternative universes. So I, I'm kind of two-sided, um, I guess in reality, um, one side of me believes the kids, believes in the alternative universe. I mean, I'm currently going through the Dark Tower, reading them as we speak. So, you know, it's true there are other worlds than these. Um, so it would make sense. At the same time, though, King is notorious for those of those characters that you believe you could trust not being trustworthy at all. I mean, one of Castle Rock's famous ones, needful things. Um, you know, essentially that shopkeep, he was not what everyone thought he was. And, and that's kind of where things could go. So it's hard to say, basically, hopefully season two, you know, gives us the answers we're looking for. So onto the concrete information I have, um, you know, on development, production, casting, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, on February 17th, 2017, the world of King fans stood in shock when it was announced that J.J. Abrams and Stephen King were collaborating on a new series titled Castle Rock. Um, and uh, essentially it was reported that the series would 
would be written by Sam Shaw and Dustin Thomason, produced by Abrams and his Bad Robot Productions, um, and was distributed by Warner Brothers Television. Four days later, Hulu, Hulu featured uh, further revealed that they'd be given the production series order consisting of four, um, consisting of the first season of ten episodes, and the executive producers would include Abrams, King, Shaw, Thompson, Ben, and Liz Glosser. Um, and on July twelfth, twenty seventeen, it was announced that Michael Upen, Upton Hull would be joining the production as co-executive produ- producer and would direct the pilot episode. And August 4th, 2018, it was announced for a new second season. So that is good news. We will finally get the answers we are looking for, people. Um, So um, basically it was announced, you know, once it was announced they were doing this show, it kind of basically right up until um, June 2018, um, they were, you know, or well, I should say March, they were basically casting everybody. And then filming essentially would begin... um, shortly after um and uh, it, it they filmed in quite a few different locations um Massachusetts um New England um you know essentially keeping to the eastern seaboard of the United States and um it, 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 the um the one thing i wanted to see was what they were using as uh, Shawshank and um it was uh, the former West Virginia penitentiary in Moldsville West Virginia so it looks like that one they they took a little little creative, um, filming, uh, you know, uh, tricks just to make us believe that that was still in, uh, in the area. So, uh, as for marketing, um, you know, it bas- basically Hula re- released that first trailer that we heard in the beginning. Um, and uh, we see so many little hints, so many little Easter eggs of different King novels, um, including it, Dolores Claiborne, Needful Things, Salem's Lot, Dreamcatcher, Night Shift, The Green Mile, Misery, Hearts in Atlantis, The Shining, um, Four Past Midnight, Different Season, Nightmares and Dreamcapes, The Dark Half, and The Night Flyer. Um, October 8th, 2017, a second trailer was released and uh, at the annual Comic-Con, and um, as well, they would also use a Super Bowl trailer. Uh, apparently, they paid $5 million for that ad alone. So, pretty crazy. Um, and uh, essentially, reception-wise, the show did really well. I mean, it holds an 86% approval rating, an average of 7.43 based on, um, you know, 59 reviews. Um, and just looking at just sort of some of the uh, quotes, it's a meticulously crafted mystery um, brimming with illusions, Castle Rock is bound to please even the pickiest of Stephen King fans. Through mileage may vary uh, for casual viewers. Metacritic, um, you know, er, blah, blah, blah. Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assign the series a score of 66 out of 100. Um, so, uh, yeah, not bad at all. I'm sorry, I kind of ran on there. Um, but pickiest of Stephen King's through mileage may vary for casual viewers um essentially because there are some boring parts if you're not a king fan you may not enjoy this to the extent that most king fans do so um another uh review um essentially basically criticizing the series and this was one of the only ones that i could find stating that the actors will offer the best incentive for the king um 
and villain the tune into Castle Rock. But I'm not sure even they will ultimately be enough to overcome the sluggish and vague story. So obviously this must be someone who'd never um, read much King. So it's um, it would make sense why it would be kind of dull for them. <clears throat> Sorry, I appear to be losing my voice mid-podcast. <laughs> and... Uh, um, Essentially, uh, you know, it, it's eerie by the numbers, repeating, telling us quite how scared we ought to be without yet building characters for whom we feel sympathetic fear. So, interesting. Um, I have to say, for those of you that have stuck around listening to me ramble on, congratulations. Because um, even myself, I feel like I've grown bored of my own voice. Um, but uh, essentially, yeah, in a quick summary, what an intense and insane TV series. I thought it was brilliant. Each episode kind of left me wanting more and still needing more. I mean, just even going through that, I still have questions. I need answers. Um you know, there's just, it just, some of this doesn't add up, but, um, essentially looking forward to season two, you know, this, that's, I feel like that's when a lot of real fun's going to begin. I heard King is supposed to make a cameo appearance, so that's going to be even cooler. Um, and yeah, just overall really excited to see what they, they're going to do next. Um, but personally, I, I thought the show was great. So, um, guys, first of all, that's it. Thanks for listening putting up with me, um, with my rambling. I, I always appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you know, so much for listening. I just, you guys are the best. You're the coolest. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just honestly makes my day. Um, when I, uh, when I see those, uh, those listens. And other than that, if you want to reach out to me, of course you can on social media. I'm always available. You know, love to hear from you. If you want me to cover something, have a critique, or even, you know, if you have an idea, you know, anything at all, or you just want to say hi. I always love to hear from you. And um, as always, guys, keep calm, stay creepy.